0: All right, good morning, everybody. Today is Wednesday, August 16th, 2023. Welcome to episode 431. Sometimes when I say it out loud, it just blows my mind. Welcome to episode 431 of Simply Cyber's Daily Cyber Threat Briefing Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Gerald Dozier. And over the next 45 minutes, me, you, Marcus Kyler, Jose Alfredo, Lucy Samuel, Alex Goodwin, Ewile, Jesse Johnson, Eric Taylor, Kimberly, Can Fix It all those on linkedin all those coming in hot from youtube simply cyber community members first timers and long timers we're all going to be shredding the top cybersecurity news stories of the day and i'll be giving my expert opinion and analysis on each of those stories on what it means to you as a practitioner so how can you operationalize this at work today or this week or even heck maybe for q4 of 2023 right it all depends on what the stories are as a reminder i do not review i do not prep you would be horrified if you saw what my prep was (laughs) for the for the stream every single morning i got into my office about four minutes ago so coffee cup cheers this thing is so piping hot i can't even touch it right now i don't know if you guys can see the see the steam coming off of it so i am coming in hot but that's okay because all we do is have good times and talk about some cybers up in here so we've got a great show for you today I want to remind everybody, each episode of the Simply Cyber Daily Cyber Threat Brief podcast is worth half a CPE. So that stacks two and a half a week, uh, two and a half a week, 10 a month, 30, you know, 30 a quarter, 120 a year. Like, wherever you want to break it up, however you want to do it, it's CPEs for days. You get a CPE, you get a CPE. What is a CPE? It's a continuing professional education credit if you have a cybersecurity certification certification you are required to maintain CPEs. This right here, I'm telling you right now, hands down, one of the best ways to get CPEs, I promise you. So um, do me a solid, say what's up in chat, take a screenshot. I leave the streams up forever. um, So you'll always be able to go back and audit it if you need to, but just for your own bookkeeping and ease of access, I'm telling you, take a screenshot. If you're not sure what to say, hashtag team live with your in chat. Yeah, what's up pursuit of bliss i love myself some black hills InfoSec. um guys hashtag team live if you're live with us today we've been setting records day in and day out we were over 300 pretty solid yesterday uh, i think monday we broke a record with 364 so let's see if we can push that uh pump those numbers <laughs> uh like matthew mcconaughey and uh, wolf of wall street pump those numbers um anyways we got a good one. If you're watching on replay in the future, hashtag team replay, team replay are people too. I know it can be difficult. If you got 8 a.m. meetings on the East coast, if it's 5 a.m. And you're like, I'm not getting up, Jerry, not happening. Not today. Um, hashtag team replay and comments. Do love engaging with the team replay community uh, as much as the team live community. Also, if you are a little shy or maybe uh, you just don't want to chat, but I'm telling you for those uh, CPEs, please, hashtag passive observer in chat. If you're just shy though, definitely say hashtag passive observer in chat because listen to me, networking is so freaking valuable. Jesse Johnson and I were just talking about this the other day, I cannot overstate it. Networking is so, so, so valuable. Listen, uh, like uh, multiple, multiple, multiple things happened. Um, Like for example, just, just as a quick example, right? Carlos at the Simply Cyber Community meetup. He's like, hey, what's up, Jerry? I want to get into um, cyber threat intelligence. Wicked bad. I said, oh, man, that's awesome. He said, any recommendations? Here's the thing. I'm not a CTI guy. I got friends who are CTI uh, women and men. Um, So you know what I did? I said, let me do what I can that's best for you. I reached out to a CTI person. I said, hey, can you help Carlos a little bit on resources, Discord servers, uh, community members, all focused on Cti?" because I, I don't have that knowledge. But guess what? Because I know Carlos, because of the Simply Cyber community, because I know this other individual, connected them, boom. That's how networking works. It's wicked awesome all the time. Love it, love it, love it. Um, so hashtag passive observer. What's up? Uh, hold on, as soon as this little emote moves and I can say hello to you properly. Stephanie S over on LinkedIn. Uh, Totsis over on LinkedIn. Bill Totsis, there we are, Bill good morning everybody and then finally i do love 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 this it's a new thing that we started doing hashtag first timer if today is your first time on the podcast if you just found us welcome to the party let us know and chat with a hashtag first timer i love welcoming newcomers because this community is inclusive and supportive and just because it's your first time doesn't mean we don't say hello. Storm God. today's first time watching live. I'm going to guess God's hashtag team replay, so good to have you on the live, God. Guys, it is Wednesday, which means only one thing. It is Worldwide Wednesday. I am super pumped uh, for that. Before we get into it, let me say shout out and thanks to the stream sponsors, starting with Barricade Cyber Solutions. Barricade Cyber Solutions is dedicated to helping businesses from cyber attacks and recover from the damage done. Cyber attacks can cause massive issues for businesses and send dedicated, hardworking business owners into turmoil, but Barricade Cyber Solutions knows how to mitigate the damage done by cyber incidents. Believe that, check them out at barricadecyber.com. Links in the description below, as I show you on stream every day. Eric, if you scroll to the bottom of there, barricadecyber.com, Eric's calendar is right here. If you're actively in the middle of a ransomware incident and you don't know whether to you know, poop or go blind, Um, Right here, you can get on Eric's calendar. You can meet with him at lunchtime today uh, and uh, talk through your issues. Definitely valuable. Also want to say shout out and love to Anti-Siphon Training. Speaking of Black Hills, Pursuit of Bliss, since I'm rocking the Black Hills shirt right now, Anti-Siphon Training is the training arm of Black Hills Information Security. Uh, Bitwarden is the pit password vault manager I use just as a quick shout out that had nothing to do with anything. Uh, Anti-Siphon Training they do amazing work uh you'll see them all at wild west hack and fest if you're interested in that go to the link below if you're interested in getting some training i want to call your attention to their pay what you can training if you go on training scroll down to pay what you can on the uh, pop-up you'll see these eight courses these eight courses are pay what you can meaning there is no socioeconomic explanation on why you can't take these if you have been Wanting to get in the industry or lo- or skill up in a certain area and you or you just love the industry like I do and you wanted to take a class um, Stop kicking the can down the road sign up for one of these do the price you can including zero All right, if that's how much you can afford right now because whatever whatever your no, there's no qu- Here's the best part. They don't ask you to explain yourself. They don't say well Why why is it zero dollars Jerry? Why is it $25 Jerry? They just say no problem Welcome aboard. Hop in here and get learning. So go to Anti-Siphon. Links in the description below. All right. Also, we're going to do Penobside, but more about them at the mid-roll because it is Worldwide Wednesday. I got a really – I'm super jazzed about this, guys. Super jazzed. It's been a minute. Um, Let me just tell you about Worldwide Wednesday really quickly. Worldwide Wednesday. Worldwide Wednesday is presented by IT Pro TV, now IT Pro from ACI Learning, the international online training solution that professionals in audit cyber and IT turn to for binge-worthy content. Use promo code SIMPLYCYBER30. You can see it on the pop-up there on the screen. Simply Cyber30 to get 30% off your first month or first year, there's a link in chat right now. If you could see it on stream, there's a link in chat. You can go to that. This is the Simply Cyber page. You got the promo code right there. 30% off. Guys, if you don't know about their training, it is phenomenal. It's like really, really well produced. And they have a massive amount of it too. So you can dig in there. Even if you check it out for one month, um, what I would say is don't sign up if you're just going to like goof around. I would sign up if you're Going to like get serious and like drill into some training um, that's curated for you anti siphon um, as I mentioned like they have training but it's, it's like kind of you know different little spot things uh, ACI learning they have a ton of like learning paths basically so it's definitely good as Carrie mentioned in the past if you are a veteran. I think a teacher or a first responder, don't quote me on that. But I think if you're a teacher, first responder, definitely veteran. You get 60% off. So don't, um, so don't, um, oh my God, hold on. I'm sorry. I got distracted by something in mod chat. That's really interesting. Um, don't, don't sleep on this. If you're, uh, getting that 60% off. Okay. All right, guys, let me take a slug off my AC, my, uh, AG one here, my green drink. Alright guys, every single Wednesday, if you didn't know, the Simply Cyber community is massive and international and amazing. And we prove it every single Wednesday. So mods, I'm going to need some help here. When I say go, tell me where you're at right now. And we are going to run around and absolutely dominate the, the world right now. Here we go. I'm going to set it for two minutes. Clock is set. Where are you at, Simply Cyber community member? Where are you at? Let's do it. The moon, James Randolph, coming out strong. Here we go. Sicily in the house. Love it, love it, love it. We got Tom bringing on the boot. Va Beach bringing United States on, Australia. Love it, love it. What's up, Schenectady? What's up, oh my God. Thailand in the house, you guys are killing it. Uh, Mods, I'm gonna need some help. Mods, I need help. Kansas in the house, Maine in the house. Colorado, what's up Beaumont, Texas. Hey Mississippi, what's up Grand Junction? Iceland in the house, I see you Iceland. D.C. representing Omaha, Nebraska. Hey Canada, bringing you online. Winnipeg, what's up Lawrenceville? Sweden in the house, love me some Swede. All right Bob Beach up in here. Arkansas, Nigeria bringing on the um, African continent. Nice job, hey Leonard. Bringing on the PR, I love Puerto Rico. Uh, I, I can't get to Puerto Rico right now, but I'll come back to it. What's up, Big Apple? I see you in New York. Um, Delaware's in the house. Hey, Coastal Georgia. Hope you're well. New Jersey. It should be its own country. New Jersey. <laughs> the United Kingdom's on online. I see you, UK. Good to see you. Alabama. I love it. Priceless pancake. Good on you. Asia. Come on, Dream Logic. You got to be more specific. Than that South Africa's online. Hey, what's up, South Africa? India, welcome to the party, Anusha. Hey, Florida. Riyadh, Saudi Arabia. Oh, we got a we got some great ones today. Hey Connecticut, I see you. What's up there, Jersey Jersey Texas? I gotta tell you, North Jersey's definitely different than South Jersey. Belize in the house. Hey Belize. Um, I'll have to come back to Belize too. Um, South Korea's in the house. Nice, South Korea. Kent, UK. I love it. Alfredo, Georgia. Barbados is in the house. Detroit, Michigan. All right, guys. So really quickly, we just crushed it. Um, We had PR and Belize. I got to look for those. It's wicked tiny on this map. Uh, We had no no South America today. I see Germany's in the house. Thank you, mods. Germany, coming from Texarkana. I love it. Vegas in the house. Barbados. Where's Barbados? Barbados. I got the Puerto Rico online. That's a tiny, tiny thing. Uh, Where's Barbados? Uh, Simply Cyber Botnet. (laughs) That's right. That's right. Uh, Singapore's in the house, apparently. Any, Any South America? Singapore. Where's Singapore? I hate this. Sounds so uncultured. Where the hell is Singapore? Singapore. Is Singapore down here? No. Papua New Guinea, Indo, Philippines, Malaysia. Oh my God. Do I have to really... Do I really have to do this Barbados? Where's Barbados on the map? It says Christchurch? Hold on. Barbados isn't by New Zealand. Oh, I see where it is. Holy crap. Okay, I don't know if it's on the map, (laughs) y'all. Barbados is tiny. I can't get Barbados; it's too small, y'all. It's too small. Kenya is in East Africa. I see you, Kenya, bringing you online. All right, guys. Um, is Belize count as South America? Can we can we agree? Can we agree? Whether or not, because if Belize is South America, then we can say we went around the world. But otherwise, we can't. Oh man, Belize looks really nice. Uh oh. According to Google, it's Central America, so we don't get credit for it, y'all. Sorry. All right. Well, hey everybody. We did it. We did it. We did. We did well. We did not go around the world today. We did not go around the world. South America not represented. We were looking. We do normally have some Argentinians. Some Colombians and some uh, Peruvians typically in here. Uh, But yes, thanks, Aaron Segeti. Thailand in the house. We got Thailand online. We'll do it again. Hey, next Wednesday, we'll do it again. And uh, we'll definitely go around the world. But now, guys, it's time for the news. So sit back, relax, and let's let the hot sounds... of No, no, no. Let's let the cool sounds of the hot news... Wash over us in an awesome wave. I didn't get to set up the uh, stories yet, so I'll do that right now. Be well, and I'll see you at the mid-roll, okay? Oh, super chat coming in hot from Dylan McDonald. Just landed my first IT support job today. Finally out of construction. Time to start going towards my IT goals. Did we just become best friends? Yep. Hell yeah, Dylan. My man, congratulations. Yes, yes, yes. I love it. Dude, hey, if there was ever a time for that sound effect to be on brand, huh? leaving construction oh, like a wrecking ball. Dylan, way to go, man. Super pumped for you. Go ahead and crush it. Hopefully, hopefully, um, you're still able to enjoy the Simply Cyber Daily Cyber Threat brief podcast in your new role. But uh, really
1: happy for you, Dylan. From the CISO series, it's cybersecurity headlines. It's Wednesday, August 16th. 2023. LinkedIn accounts hacked in widespread hijacking campaign. On Tuesday, a wave of LinkedIn user reports surfaced indicating their accounts had been locked out or hijacked by attackers and also that they were having difficulty resolving their issues through LinkedIn support. Cyberint researchers said that the attackers are using leaked credentials or brute forcing to take over poorly protected LinkedIn accounts and then swapping the associated email addresses with one from the rambler.ru service. Cyberint also said that threat actors were pressuring some users to pay a ransom to regain control of their accounts. Targeted accounts that were protected by strong passwords and or two factor authentication were temporarily locked by LinkedIn as a protection measure. Account owners were then prompted to verify ownership and update their passwords before being allowed to sign in again.
0: All right. So couple things here. One, if you use LinkedIn, which many of you do, I strongly encourage it. Um, you should have a strong password you should have multi-factor authentication okay guys i'm going to i'm going to go a couple places with this all right first of all first of all just because linkedin is a social media platform does not mean that you need to treat it like a disposable account where it's like you're signing up to get 15% off your first purchase or something like that like it is one of your accounts it is essentially like you on on the platform, right? So you need to have a strong password. You need to use in 2023, especially if you're here listening to this stream. You need to use a password manager, okay? I use Bitwarden. Use any of them. LastPass got hacked. Whatever, like at least use it. Try it. There's Bitwarden, OnePass, KeyPass, um, Link. Uh, last LastPass, excuse me. There's a bunch of options, okay? I use Bitwarden. Oh, first of all. Second of all, I get it. It's inconvenient to use multi-factor authentication. Put it on, okay? For any account that you're using, use multi-factor authentication. And you know what? That inconvenience, that burn when you're trying to log in and you're like, oh, I got to do MFA. Where's my phone? I, kids, go get my phone, right? Like, just know that that mild inconvenience means that you're not one of these people, period. Full stop. Not one of these people, okay? Final. And then finally, like, okay, so what's the value of LinkedIn? Okay, so maybe you have a larger LinkedIn account, right? Which you can monetize. So there's one. What I would argue is the larger swath of people are, imagine if you will, it, like if you got my LinkedIn account, I have access to my LinkedIn account, obviously, but I, always, I also have access to multiple business accounts uh, on LinkedIn. I, I have access to other people's accounts, right? That, for different reasons. But my point is, now you're giving kind of elevated privilege to some threat actor who gets in there. What's up, Tiffany? Happy update Day to you too. Did we just become best friends? Yep. So best practice, I don't care if it's LinkedIn, I don't care if it's your bank account, I don't care if it's your email, I don't care if it's your school account. Strong password, multi-factor. Now, um, the, the final thing is, remember, if a threat actor got in here, then they could turn around and do all of the things that we saw, like go light watch Linus Tech Tips YouTube account when it got compromised. A threat actor could go in, imagine if you will, a threat actor gets my account and then publishes a link. Hey, check out this wicked awesome, unbelievable cyber opportunity. The next 10 people who click on this link are gonna get free access to my GRC course. And it's just like straight malware. You see what I'm saying? Like, there is a social engineering component to this. Not a good look, but LinkedIn as a platform was not compromised. LinkedIn as a platform, solid. This is crappy passwords from people who, you know, didn't have MFA and and were like into crappy passwords.
1: U.S. Congressman says Chinese spies hacked his emails. Republican U.S. Representative Don Bacon said Monday that the FBI warned him that his emails had been hacked by Chinese spies, compromising both his personal and campaign messages. Bacon was told the Chinese threat actors had access to his accounts for about a month, ending on June 16th. The hack was apparently related to the hacking campaign disclosed by Microsoft last month that resulted in theft of hundreds of thousands of emails from senior U.S. officials. According to Bacon's spokesperson, the congressman was likely targeted because of his public support for Taiwan and critical commentary about China's treatment of the Uyghur community.
0: All right, so this guy right here. All right, so this guy is like pro-Taiwan, criticizing China for the, uh, and rightly so, by the way, criticizing China for the like genocidal atrocities going on in Northwest China. If you're not familiar with the Uyghur population, they're basically um, Muslims in China and they are doing horrible things um, up there. But obviously (laughs) China likes to control the message. um, So they, they stifle that and obviously they're interested in Taiwan not being represented or seen as its own country. So they attack this guy, right? This guy, a U.S. congressman, advocate, um to spy on his email see who he's talking to obviously right a little bit of uh i don't want to call it espionage but who's this guy talking to who are the people that are feeding him information they're not they're less interested in him and more interested in the people that are you know embedded um working with him the, so you know this probably happens all the time um the breach was the result of a vulnerability in microsoft software uh, that's pretty vague um <laughs> So I don't know exactly what happened. They said that they knew for a month, which is kind of a long time um, to have your email hacked. I don't know, man. It's tough. If it's a technical vulnerability, this guy could have had the best passwords, the best MFA, all these things, and still get compromised. It's tough. It's tough. It's tough for this guy. Because I'm thinking like, like, sitting in my you know, ivory tower, how could I judge this guy? And it's like, you can't, you can't like delete your emails when you're done reading them because there is a reason to go back and search emails. He was, he was, it was a technical vulnerability in Microsoft software. So he's using best, best of class softwares. So there isn't really much that this guy could do. Um, All you could say, I guess, from a risk perspective is to, manage the risk. So like whoever he's talking to, if they didn't want to be known, you know, using aliases, using burner accounts, like these type of things to to talk with him and deal with him possibly. But yeah, this is a a difficult one in order to manage the risk, if you will. Ah, good point. BSEC brings up that golden certificate issue um, back last month where Microsoft revealed that Uh, threat actors have gotten in and been able to basically access all sorts of uh, emails and stuff like that. So this is totally in that wheelhouse. So I'm not going to whip a stone at this guy. He, he, um, if anything, this guy's trying to um, serve um, oppressed populations. And, uh, you know, he got caught up in the,
1: he got caught up in the churn. U.S. watchdog to announce plans to regulate data brokers. On Tuesday, the U.S. Consumer Financial Protection Bureau announced plans to expand the Fair Credit Reporting Act to help regulate data brokers. The proposed expansion would cover the use of data derived from payment histories, personal income, and criminal records. The move stemmed from a public inquiry opened by the CFPB back in March that showed data brokers were reporting consumers in financial distress to companies who then targeted them with predatory debt products. The agency has also expressed concern about data brokers fueling the use of artificial intelligence with sensitive data such as that of military personnel and people with medical conditions.
0: Good. I actually, for one, am super happy about this. I have said it a million times on the stream. People are probably sick of hearing it. Data is the new gold and it is freaking Wild West still out there. Like, yeah, we have HIPAA to protect PHI, but as large enterprises like Amazon and Apple have demonstrated it's very easy to categorize medical data as not healthcare data. I know that sounds ridiculous when you say it out loud, but believe me, it is quite possible. Hey, Victory Ling. Thanks for the sub. Good to see you. So uh, there does, I mean, I actually think that it's freaking way, way past time for some type of oversight on data brokers i've said this i say this whenever data brokers come up i'm gonna say it right now john oliver data brokers okay so last week tonight it's an episode it's a show from um it's on hbo but you can this is a 25 minute oh, oh my god here we go hold on i want to I show me the show me the show it to me all right well whatever i thought i was gonna say data brokers This right here, this is John Oliver's Data Brokers episode. If you haven't seen this, I I would strongly recommend you do. 25 minutes, carve out some time, go get a cup of coffee or whatever you're going to do. And uh, why is YouTube written in like, do you guys see, are you guys seeing this? Why is YouTube written like that? That's weird. It's like, it's like graffiti. Um... John Oliver covers data brokers at length. And it basically talks about how there's this ecosystem of data brokers. They buy data, they enrich data, they sell data. The US government recently was um, reported on, you know, <laughs> basically buying large amounts of data from data brokers because then they don't need to like disclose it uh, to US citizens that they're using the data because they're purchasing it with taxpayer money, I might add. Um, so data brokers, Dude, it's a it's a whole thing. Now, you might say, um, am I on YouTube.ru? No, I'm not. No, I'm not. Um That's weird. I do not know why my YouTube is uh hold on. <laughs> this is how I find out I've been hacked live on stream. Um here's the thing with data brokers. If you are in the camp um that says like, oh, I've got nothing to hide, privacy. Like, like if you're throwing if you're throwing a rock where you're like, listen, uh if you are all about privacy, then you must have something to hide. What are you hiding? Right? That is not what privacy is. Okay. Privacy is choosing what information about yourself you wish to disclose. I am a terrible demon I'm a terrible um example. <laughs> Cause I run this stream and I, you know, tidbits Tuesday and Opsec and all that other stuff, but um, I choose to do that, right? Now, you might be like, Jerry, what's the big deal? What do what you hide? As they told in the story, here's the thing, guys. There has been examples where, f- like, for example, I there's a company that owns um, uh, gambling websites, right? You know, like the slot machine things that are all the rage right now. What if, and this has actually been reported, what if that company purchases data from a data broker of people who are recovering from Gamblers Anonymous? right? People who like blew their kids money and sold their home and lost all of it because of addiction to gambling. Well, they would be an ideal consumer for our slot video game because they're addicted to it. Let's buy that data and market it to them. Okay. Now are you going to throw a rock at me and tell me that um, I've got something to hide? Okay. Or what about the people who are addicted to um, opioids? right and they're in their recovery big farmer would sure love to know who those people are right do you understand how very very quickly it can be weaponized in a very very terrible way to impact communities and families okay and it's all about unfortunately straight cash, homie. it's all about straight cash homie this is this is unfortunately one of the downsides of capitalism right i'm all about capitalism i think capitalism is great but there, there are some trade-offs and this is one of them. So anyways, I'm happy. We will see what the legislation and the oversight actually looks like. <clears throat> but I do believe that there does need to be a watchdog.
1: All right. All right, let's keep going. Clorox takes servers offline following unauthorized activity. On Monday, cleaning product giant Clorox reported in its annual 10K filing to the SEC that it fell victim to a cyber attack. The incident forced the company to take some systems offline and implement workarounds to continue servicing customers. Clorox has also noted that it's seen a rise in cyber attacks since shifting to a remote work model. Of course. And now.
0: Of course. Okay. So, chlor- <clears throat> excuse me, Clorox, um, massive giant. I mean, Clorox is a household name to the point where like some people just refer to Clorox as bleach. Like that's the, that's the dream, right? If you're a, um, a company and you make a product where your product becomes the name of the, the, uh, generic item, like, like Kleenex are tissues, but people say, get me a Kleenex. Clorox is bleach. Band-Aids are, um, bandages, right? But everybody says, get me a Band-Aid. Like if you can realize that, then you are, Baked into the um the, the the meta and the psyche and the ecosystem socially speaking. So Clorox obviously making a ton of money. Xerox, thank you. Exactly. Uh Xerox. Q tips, thank you, Gary. Absolutely. Um so guys, they have a, a, a they have an of money, okay? $7 million in earnings. They are ripe for. Cyber attack, whether it's business email compromise, which is what I would do if I was a threat actor and going for something, uh, business email compromise, ransomware, um, dis- you know denial of service, disruption of their manufacturing. They do manufacture products. You could even uh, mess with their industrial control systems because they're clearly mixing chemicals and doing chemical manufacturing. So there's definitely uh, industrial control systems in there. We only found out because they released it in their 10K report, which is interesting. Not. They didn't do a big public presser around Clorox getting hacked. Um Oi, oi. Hey. Oi. My dog g- digging through trash. Um sorry. So anyways, this is uh interesting, but there isn't much of a story here, okay? All if anything for practitioners, the only story here is that um thanks, buddy. Uh the only story here is that um you know large multi-billion dollar household names will get hacked too. And this guys, here's the thing. I say this all the time too. We 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 work in cybersecurity, information security, okay? That is not going to change. The name is not going to change, but what we really work in is cyber resiliency that is our market we are into cyber resiliency because what we do professionally is we allow clorox to get hacked and continue making products continue making money right that's the job the job is yes obviously we want to protect and limit the amount of um incidents that happen but dudes there's, a, there's an entire right of boom that's going on, right? Detect, respond, recover. Those three functions, that exists and that's where resiliency lives. And that's what we get paid to do, right? Like, like day one is protection. Day two, that's uh, resiliency and the ability to continue to operate and produce product, make money, whatever it is, function as a business, despite being actively compromised. That's the deal. Good job. Bill B with the super chat. Thank you, Bill B. Did we just become best
1: friends? Yep. <laughs> All right. Let's get down to the mid-roll. A word from our sponsor, Vesa. 75% of breaches happen because of bad permissions. The problem is that you don't know exactly who has access to what data in your environment. For example, roles labeled as read-only can often edit and delete sensitive data. Vesa automatically finds and fixes every bad permission in every app across your environment. To learn more, visit VEZA.com, that's V-E-Z-A.com. All right, hey,
0: it's the mid-roll, so some of you who it's your first time here, we do this every day, so when you come back tomorrow, we'll be doing it too, my favorite part. All right, hey, what's up, Take Notes and Johnny Five? If you guys are getting value from the stream, whether it's educational value, whether it's entertainment value, whether it's networking value, whatever value you're getting from the stream, do me a favor and do the Simply Cyber community a favor. Take a second, hit the like button. That's why we actually stopped the show right now and spend a second talking. Hit the like button, not for my benefit, but because it will trigger the YouTube algorithm to tell other people who are on YouTube looking at cyber content, that we are here watching this live stream right now. And all of you, let's be real. Most of you have searched for YouTube cybersecurity content, right? So, you're you're identified by the data brokers as into cyber. So hit the like button, and um, like basically pay it forward. Again, thanks to the stream sponsors, Barricade Cyber and Anti Siphon Training. Want to say shout out to Panopsy. again. Panopsi Security, run by Brandon Poole. Get a partner who understands your cyber program and your business goals. They can come in and be that trusted advisor to help you establish a robust, deliberate, cyber risk reduction, um, information information security program. They're all about good times, but they're all about business as well. You can have both. They can help you reduce cyber risk in a meaningful way with respect to your current staff, your current budget, and your current uh, tech stack. I want to give a quick shout out to Bill B, not only for the super chat, Bill, but yesterday he passed his SEC plus and moving on to his CYSA plus. My man, Bill, just out here crushing it. Nice job, Bill. Way to go, bud. All right, guys. The Simply Cyber Community Challenge is an ongoing initiative that we do every single day in order to enable you to basically supercharge your LinkedIn feed and build your professional network. Yesterday was um, t- Toyin Ala, uh, but it looks like Toyin actually didn't post on LinkedIn. Maybe Toyin uh, missed the opportunity or got distracted. Either way, I have the uh, distinguished opportunity to tag someone uh, out of this Group of 327 people. Marcus G with a super chat. Just want to say thanks for the content you released. Been with you for three months and I probably doubled that time in career advancement since then. Thank you, Marcus. 100%. 100%. Guys, I'm not up here selling um, dreams and bullcrap. I'm serious. If you put in the work, if you engage the community, if you listen to what we're talking about here, I promise you, you will level up. Your your career, you'll skill up, you'll level up, you'll break in, all the things that you're trying to do. I'm telling you, it's awesome, it's awesome, it's awesome. Okay, so I'm gonna go ahead and tag someone in chat who who wants to. Actually, you know what? Okay, so Toyan Allen actually did publish it. So Toyan, uh, please, you have the baton. I will not uh, tag someone. I would I would uh, request that you tag someone. Uh, Zeus Gaming saying, any tips for CS, CASP plus test on the 30th? We just become best friends. Um, I do not, Zeus Gaming, have any recommendations other than what I would say. Um, I can look at that. But what I always do is um, I always take a practice exam, identify the areas that I'm weakest in, and then only focus on studying and learning those areas. Retake the practice exam, identify where I'm at and do that. So instead of giving every area the same level of focus, I only focus on the areas that I'm most uh, rough in. So Toyan Alla, please tag someone. Guys, everybody go on LinkedIn later today, look for this hashtag, connect with those people who are using, who have posted or commenting with this hashtag. And in two weeks, your LinkedIn feed will be awesome. It will be awesome. It'll be um, hyper-focused on cyber content, supportive content, cybersecurity content, um, you're gonna love it, believe me. If anyone in chat has some suggestions for Zeus Gaming on CASP Plus, please, <clears throat> please share that as well. All right, guys, I do have a 9 a.m., so let's get back into the stream. There might be a couple of minutes for Jawjacking.
1: Discord.io temporarily shuts down amid data breach investigation. Discord.io suffered a data breach exposing info of 760,000 of its members and prompting a temporary shutdown of the platform. Discord.io is a third-party application created for Discord that allows users to send custom invites for their channels. Its own Discord server has amassed over 14,000 members. The company said an unknown threat actor gained access to their database by exploiting a vulnerability in their website's code. The hackers have put the data up for sale on a third-party site, including usernames, Discord IDs, email addresses, billing addresses, passwords, coin balances, and API keys.
0: All right. So not good. I will say, Oh, Hey, what's up, Jack Scott in the house. Hey, Jax. I will say when I saw this story first come out, I, I, uh, I threw up a little bit in my mouth. I, for, like, I read it quick. I was like, oh, like I thought discord. Cause like guys, the simply cyber community has a very healthy, very strong, very vibrant, uh, discord server. And for a minute I was like, Discord temporarily shuts down. I'm like, oh, like, what, what's it? Uh Hey, 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 Weatherspoon, very cool. Glad you uh, are enjoying it. So this is just a, <clears throat> a website that basically serves Discord, 760,000 members, and now they're going to do a complete overhaul and uh, revamp their security practices. Guys, here is the um, song. I, this is like... Um, Beauty and the Beast, okay. <clears throat> Get my Disney chops going for a second. Like a, a a tale as old as time, a song as old as wine. Is that how that song goes? Like, dude, th- this yes, okay. So this sucks for Discord IO. This sucks for the seven hundred and sixty thousand members who may have had their, you know, wallets uh, uh, d- exposed. This sucks for all the API. Um, keys that got leaked and all the work that Discord iO is going to have to do but let's pair it back for just a minute. this is 100% consistent. they got breached and now they're going to do a complete overhaul of their security practices. This happens all the time guys. you can't get two nickels from the the business to secure some stuff. Then there's a breach and guess what? Open checkbook, like where do I sign? Make the the pain stop, Jerry. Like this happens all the time. Do not, like there's a joke in our industry. Do not let a good breach go to waste. Do not let an incident go to waste. And the reason for that (laughs) is because even when there's a breach or an incident, it absolutely sucks, right? but it's, a t- it's time to get paid and not like, oh, I'm going to get a 10% salary bump. What I'm talking about is this is the impact of all the risk that you have been yelling and turning blue in the face about and the business is just like, yeah, maybe next quarter, maybe, we'll, maybe next quarter, maybe next budget year. Sorry, had to make some cuts. Sorry. And you're like, get out of here with this. Like, what are we doing? It's like, did you have to go to Cabo? Retreat, executive retreat. I'm like, ah, but when this happens, bro, all day, every day, what's it going to take? Firewalls, MFA, vulnerability scanners, whatever you need, whatever you need, right? So, it, but it's funny. You know, what the funniest part is the funniest part is that it, 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 it's, it's uh, you can't make this argument strong enough. The funniest part is a business will spend 10x. On InfoSec budget after a breach, where they could have spent one X and gotten the same level of risk reduction, right? So they'll they'll overspending. Yeah, it's great for us who want budget and, and projects and, and build out InfoSec programs, but my point is if you had just done it before the breach, the impact would have been less, the likelihood of the compromise would have been less all of the risk would have been less you would have had less of a probability of suffering an incident and the level of ouch would have been worse right there's a difference between a skin knee and a broken leg but you can't explain that to people they don't want to hear it because they live in this fantasy that they wake up today and there's no problem and they spend zero dollars and they wake up tomorrow there's no problem oh, I'm the greatest CFO on the planet because I'm straight up not spending and still getting the same perceived value of risk reduction except when this happens and you get straight up slapped in the face with a wet sausage and then you're like, oh my God, how'd this happen? Why is this to me? And it's like, bro, like I, 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 I told you. And by the way, you can never say, you can never say I told you so. Don't ever say that even though it's true. Even though you did tell them so, and you've been telling them so for months, you cannot say that, okay? You can't say that. But believe me, everybody in the room knows that you told them so.
1: (laughs) Okay. 4,500 users affected by cyber attack on Prince George's schools. A cyber attack on Prince George's County Public Schools was detected early on Monday and affected roughly 4,500 users. Maryland's second largest school district said the incident primarily affected staff accounts, accounting for about 2.5% of the school system's 180,000 users. School officials said they do not believe that Oracle and SchoolMax, which are the school system's main business and student information systems, were affected. However, an investigation is still ongoing to understand the full scope of the incident.
0: Okay, so speculation. Well, first of all, another municipality school system hit. Add it to the list, right? Like, get, get, dude, like, straight up go get the logs and throw another one on the fire. Minneapolis, LA, now Prince George, okay? Local municipalities are typically underfunded. They typically only have a couple IT staff. They don't even have cyber, typically, or it's outsourced MSP style. What's interesting here is they say in the story that Oracle and Schoolmax, which are the student information systems that the business uses, We're not impacted. Okay, you know why? This is a a, a speculative hot take, so let me use the appropriate emote. Okay, here's the deal. This is in Maryland, Zachary. Maryland, Prince George, Maryland. I bet you some money that matters to me that Oracle and Schoolmax, these two business uh, applications that Prince George uses are cloud-based software as a service. Of course they're not impacted. It's because Prince George's IT infrastructure was impacted. If, 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 if um, my house gets under cyber attack, Google Mail isn't down, right? Microsoft Office 365 isn't down, obviously. So I think what they're doing here is just trying to um, manage concerns and public response that, hey, listen, the main applications that we use to run the business were not impacted. Um, I'm probably being unfair because we're so close to this stuff that we, we see it immediately as like, okay, yeah, it's a cloud-based system. Obviously, it's not impacted. But for the, 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 the local politicians in the community, for parents, guys, we're about to go back to school, many of us in the United States. So if you're about to go back to school and you just met your teacher yesterday and you got your new brand new Minecraft backpack and you're ready to rock and roll, and then you hear in the news that schools are under cyber attack, you might be like, Oh, what does this mean for me? Right? Obviously kids are watching. Uh, I grew up in new England. So like kids are probably like up first thing in the morning, watching the ticker across the bottom of the morning news, looking for school closures. Like it's a blizzard, (laughs) right? That was the best when you were a kid. The worst is if you saw a bunch of schools and you didn't see yours and you're like, this is some crap. Um, So anyways, another school hit. It doesn't say ransomware in here. I would strongly believe it is ransomware. It'll come out in a day or two that it is ransomware and whether or not they're going to pay it. Um, So we'll see what happens. Although actually it says 4,500 user accounts were impacted. Uh, They're going to get with external uh, cyber experts to contact the team. So it looks like a data dump. It kind of looks like a data... User account data dump, which doesn't make a lot of sense. But anyways, another school, another cyber attack.
1: Black Hat USA attendees surveyed about password security and AI threats. Black Hat USA attendees were surveyed by Delinea about password security and the threat of artificial intelligence. Of 100 attendees polled, 54% say that passwordless is a viable concept, and 79% agreed that passwords are evolving or becoming obsolete. The majority of those surveyed indicated they add measures to protect their credentials, with 73% using MFA, while over half use a password manager, and below half use biometrics and privileged access management solutions. Only about one in five are using passkeys instead of or in addition to passwords. When asked about the threat of artificial intelligence programs, 34% thought AI is still in its early days, while conversely, 22% indicated that an AI takeover is already here.
0: All right, well, I mean, okay, let's just focus on the password one first. Well, really quick. Shall we play a game? All right, so some going on to that. Um, so they talk about uh, interviewing or surveying Black Hat attendees, um, pretty good population. Obviously you should um, include in your research an asterisk around limitations to point out that obviously this community are cyber focused, um, you know, uh, a population would be industry leaders, etc. So it is slightly informed, which is really cool. Oh, they do have a breakout here. Um, thirty-six percent. Well, thank you, uh, <laughs> thank you, report for uh, answering the question I just had. Um, they give a little bit of a breakdown on who this is. Thirty-six percent of attend of uh, respondents were security team. Twenty-one percent are leaders. Twelve percent are IT people. IT people are people too. Um, I really want to focus on. Passwordless, okay. As we just covered in this story, which was password compromise, and the first story, which was password compromise, right? And every other story, uh, passwords are terrible. People have crappy passwords. People don't have really good. Uh, people reuse passwords. Um, you know, it, it, it. People. Anyways, passwordless is a concept. Now, when I say passwordless, I I hope we go passwordless. I love passwordless because I think. I think passwords are a straight up you know, uh, an area of weakness, okay? For various reasons. But if we do go passwordless, that doesn't mean, like basically all you're doing is swapping the password out for some other form of authentication, right? And Whenever you have a new form of authentication, this is going to get super in the weeds and super nerdy, but like whenever you have a new form of authentication, you need to have some type of verification process before you distribute that credential, whatever it is to the individual who's going to use it to authenticate. So you're just swapping a chocolate milkshake for a strawberry milkshake, right? It's passwordless doesn't mean that we get rid of authentication and like somehow it just magically works and all of our troubles are uh, resolved and we're on a, a beach eating tacos, it's just swapping something else. So whether it's a text message, whether it's you know a, um, a rotating one-time password, whether it's biometrics, whatever it is, there's still some form of authentication. They're just identifying that passwords suck. Second of all, multi-factor authentication, ne- Multi-factor authentication needs to be a standard, okay? when we In the world of GRC, when we talk policies and processes and standards and guidelines, right? You remember those terms from your SISP or SEC plus days? Multi-factor authentication needs to be a standard, okay? Or actually, it could be a policy. How you implement MFA would be the standard. But my point is, you absolutely need something you have, something you are, something you know, right? Like we need these things, the six-digit PIN, Rotating pin, I'm a huge fan of that. UB Keys hardware token, big fan of that. Um, even text messages, I know you can do SIM swapping, and there's been reported attacks on that. But you're you're lever- le- you're you're raising the bar of difficulty for people to hack you. On top of, if you're gonna use say a text message, add some additional layers of complexity underneath, right? Defense in depth is what we talk about all the time. So someone, you're going to allow a text message. Okay, are they coming from a known IP address? Are they coming from a known device? Are they coming from a approved geographic location? You see what I'm saying? Like, we can do this. We have the tools. The solution
1: can happen. Passwords suck.
0: Thank you for coming to my TED Talk.
1: EdX, Drake State, and JFF launch free cyber training program. On Tuesday, Global Online Learning Platform, edX, together with Drake State Technical and Community College and Jobs for the Future, or JFF, announced a new access partnership that will provide adult learners in the Huntsville, Alabama area with access to no-cost, fully online cybersecurity and data analytics boot camp programs. Funded by the Truist Foundation, the scholarships are designed to increase the technical talent in the Huntsville region, specifically focusing on helping women, minorities, and lower income professionals build stronger economic futures. edX Access Partnerships is an award-winning social impact program that connects colleges and universities with local workforce agencies and partners to create affordable pathways to career-relevant technology skills. Okay.
0: Okay. So um, you know, okay? You know this isn't bad. I'll tell you. Uh, I'll tell you a couple things. One, I didn't know this, but apparently Huntsville, Alabama. If anyone in chat is, um, I know we saw some Alabama folks earlier today. I saw someone talk about going to the moon. Um, apparently, according to this story, Huntsville, Alabama is blowing up. Like you knew I would. Call it. Call the number. Same crib. Same hood. Right, little biggie shout out there. So Huntsville, Alabama, blowing up. Uh, lots of cyber jobs. If you're into moving, could be a good opportunity. If you're into learning and getting it at um, real value, check out this EdX Drake, Drake State Tech um, program. Again, guys, the um, the White House just released uh, that big that big executive order or whatever it was uh, strategy around improving cybersecurity education for United States, uh, focusing on workforce development, focusing on K through 12, focusing on uh, skilling up people. Uh, This seems pretty quick to be related to that, but it's all part of that same ecosystem, okay? Um, So really quick mods, did Toyin uh, tag anyone for the community challenge? I've got a hard stop in five minutes and I wanna make sure that we did that. Um, The final thing I'll say um, here, I'm gonna drop a link to this story in chat. Um, check this out. If you're interested on getting, it sounds like, um, it's like grant funded education for Alabama. The other, other thing I would like to say edX actually, well, two things. One edX actually reached out to me like yesterday to ask, to collaborate with them on a campaign, like paid work. And I was like, ah, you know, like I don't, (laughs) I don't really do boot camps. Um, but, I mean, this is kind of, like, this is changing the taste in my mouth a little bit of edX. I might actually look into them. The other thing I want to tell you about um, about edX is um, I did this course years ago, like, five, six years, or three, four years ago. Okay. Um, where is it? Is it this? No. So edX, I watched a video with Dr. Ross Anderson from Cambridge on the economics of cybersecurity. Um, yes, this is it right here. Now this is really, really specific, okay? This is really specific, but when you get into like, um, when you get into economics and how it's applied to information security, and like literally, there is a percentage. I'll give you a hint. It's 37%. There is a percentage of spend of your overall budget where you actually start realizing diminishing returns on your dollar. Um, and it's been proven scientifically. Like all of that is in here. I took this class like because I wanted to. I didn't have a a, a, a driver for it. I just wanted to take it. And oh, it says this course is archived. Can you actually still view it? Um, I don't know. Oh man. Here, I'll check it out uh, or I'll drop it. Dude, wicked awesome. Wicked, wicked awesome. Okay. If you get a chance, so good. I didn't pay, I didn't pay uh, anything for this class. So I'm not, I'm not, I assume it's still possible. Again, it was years ago that I took it, but so good. All right, guys, we are at, um, 859. So I'm going to have to boogie out of here. No jaw jacking today. Um, I want to thank all of you, 327 people, um, for uh, being here today. I'm checking really quickly. Uh, Bill B, did Bill B accept? Um, Bill B accept the um, the uh, baton? Uh, Bill B, please accept the baton. I know you're busy. Yeah, sorry, Bashir. I've got a 9 a.m. appointment. It's a work. It's a work meeting. It's a work meeting, but don't worry, starting September 4th, I'm the captain now, right? I'm the captain, so just stay tuned. I'll have a big update. I've, I've been doing a terrible job of hiding this um, big secret, uh, but I have a huge announcement for the community <clears throat> in September, so right now I got to run to a work meeting, but don't sweat it uh, because, like I said, <clears throat> there will be jawjacking for everybody after September 4th, if you feel me. All right, guys, be good. Thank you so much. Today was August 16th, episode 431 of the Simply Cyber Daily Cyber Threat Brief Podcast. I'm Jerry. Be good, and we'll see you tomorrow at 8 a.m. Eastern time. Take care, everybody. I hope you enjoyed that content. Keep the cybersecurity train going by connecting with the other Simply Cyber community resources. We have the Discord server that's lively and always keeps the conversation going. You can connect with me directly on LinkedIn. And also every single weekday morning on the Simply Cyber channel, we're doing live daily cyber threat briefings, 8 a.m. Eastern time as well as Thursday at 4.30 p.m. we're doing live stream interviews with industry experts and we produce videos that we push out every Wednesday morning. I'm Jerry from Simply Cyber. I hope you enjoyed the content and we'll see you in the next one.